I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And I'm Michael Hutchinson. It's better than an opening theme song. <laughs> it is. It just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there actually pay money and commission for crappy opening theme songs or good ones. Uh, either way, but... Uh, and we have Daniel. And we have Daniel and <laughs> uh, Venti Mocha. That's right. How's things? Everything seems to be going pretty good. It's uh, a little different now. Switch jobs and all, but other than that, what, going good. What's different? What's your what? I'm now teaching emotionally disturbed children. So instead of having autistic children, I'm having cutters and suicidal kids. And so you uh, used to teach tards, and now you teach what? What do we call them? I, I don't know. They're well, they were tards. That wasn't PC. <laughs> yes. So they became ids, um, intellectually disabled. ID. Uh, yeah, these kids aren't intellectually. Disabled. My favorite was window licker. <laughs> um, so your current kids are eat Ed's emotionally, Ed's disabled. emotionally disturbed. Like it's a whole different bag of problems. Like I sat in a meeting the other day, uh-huh. um, with the parents. Okay. And the, it's for his, his annual, uh, not actually, yeah, it was an annual. Anyway. So we're sitting in this meeting. Oh, what, um, they get like an, a yearly review. Yeah. Like a yearly, it's called okay. an annual every once a year if they're annual meaning yearly yearly. Yes. Okay. Well, there's, so also, there's also a triennial, but this is yes, an annual. But we have many other ones other than just the annuals. But semi-annual? No, actually, not. they're progress. Per, they're all kinds of other perennial? things. Perennial. Uh, anyway, so we're so we're what setting is perennial. There. Pre pre annual is pre I don't know. Isn't perennial a thing? Ah, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Go on. You're you're having your annual. Yeah, we're having an annual. You know, and, and the they were they were running late, and they end up sitting down in, in this you know small room, mm-hmm. and you know it's this kid and the, and the two parents who are divorced. Okay. Uh, don't live in the same city at all. So uh, the, we, we just start like maybe five minutes into it, knock on the door, sheriff opens the door. Uh, he's like, can I see, uh, we'll call him John. Okay. Can we, can we see John for a second? John Jacob Jingle Hammerson. Exactly. Okay. Whatever. Um, so they, they pull him out mm-hmm. and we, you know, we're talking, it's kind of going on, whatever. Like ten minutes later, comes over to the parents, say, "Okay, can, can I talk to you guys now?" Uh huh. Leaves. They come back in. We're like, "What the hell's going on?" Parents sunk back down. Dad, you can just see he's pissed. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're not sure why. You know, all it's I know a boy, is, right? It's yeah. Hey, how roughly how old? Uh, he is. Uh, he's freshman in high school. So that's like fifteen. Yeah, 14, freshman. 15, he yeah. can't drive yet. Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, 14, 15, yeah, somewhere in there. Anytime the police knock on the door and you have a teenager. Dad's pissed. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah. So he sits down and you just see, and all of a sudden he looks over at, at the mother and he's like, why the fuck wouldn't you tell me? And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> he's like, I know you knew about this last night. Why the fuck wouldn't you call me? And me and the other staff are like, um, I'm like, like, he's yelling at her. I'm like, I feel like I should leave the room. And you, so she knew about it, but you don't even know what the fuck they're talking I, about. Yeah, we have no idea at this point. Okay. And then the dad looks at us. He's like, I just want you guys to know that he just got arrested for a B&E. Breaking and entry. <laughs> Breaking and entry. Okay. So these are the kind of problems that I'm dealing with now as opposed to, uh, you know, well, I guess I'd have any, my kid doesn't do work. Uh, All right. So your kids are cutters. They're, they're, uh, they're Ali Ishidi and Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club, right? Yep. That's okay. pretty much it. They, uh, they of, shop at Hot Topic. Or they they steal are substance shit. abusers. The other day, we were going through drugs. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell it is. Like ivory? Okay, I don't know what the hell ivory is. Ivory is a drug? Ivory is a drug. Uh, ivory is a new designer drug. Uh, actually, it's not. It's a bath salt. Apparently, you... Oh, you, yeah. Um, 
I once heard allegedly that uh, Billy the Exterminator was hooked on bath salts. That's ah, crazy. Like but anything, you know, they're talking about the hand sanitizers, like kids drinking the hand sanitizer because there's alcohol in it. Like that's crazy. Well then, well you can get a bottle of ninety nine cent rubbing alcohol. I mean, why not just go that route? I I don't know. I, well, I, I I don't know. I imagine it's like the same stuff. But right? that would I feel like isopropyl is supposed to really mess with mess mess with you. Yeah, right? I feel like it would burn the shit out of your throat though. Yeah. I don't know. They also talked about um, shooting vodka, not shooting, but putting vodka up to your eye because it absorbs faster. Oh, I, I mean, I'm like, what the hands going on? down? I would do fucking a rectal shot of vodka before I put it in my eye. Like who the fuck? Uh, right. Uh, these are the things that I'm learning at this I campus. Mean, my autistic kids would never even think about this. But I these mean, kids, I, I, you know, you have to shit and I don't want to damage my ass. I just had the prostate exam, by the way, which we could talk about, but, um, slightly above damaging my asshole is damaging my eyeballs. Like, <laughs> fucking drink it like just right. fine is it really it's got to be that, that much quicker i guess I mean, this is this is the argument for legalizing marijuana right like is it is it really better for kids or people who are trying to attain it to be damaging their eyes or their asses or fucking whatever bath salts as opposed to just giving them access to alcohol to fucking drink the shit right or, or smoke something yeah and we are the the what is it the the, na- the only nation in the world that has a 21 year old drinking i mean i don't even age. mean to be square if you were sitting here telling me that they were doing blow or needles or what i, I guess I've, i'm conditioned to needles but if you rewind and you go to our grandparents they were probably like you you stuck what in your what what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about in between your toes like i would rather take tongue. a shot to the eye <laughs> um so i that, i guess that's just become a little commonplace for us needles but uh fuck it's crazy and then they talk about how oh, what is it it is it the blue drink or purple drink? I forgot now. Little Wayne talks about in the songs, but it's like Robo. You you take a bunch of uh, Robo, uh, Robitussin. Like you finish oh, off heard, a bottle I've of Robitussin, yeah. but you you mix that with uh, Imodium. And people are like, what's that for? <laughs> yeah, one of the teachers like uh, anti-diarrheal. <laughs> but no, apparently there's a blood-brain barrier. So Imodium AD breaks down that blood-brain barrier for, your, for the uh, medicine to react faster but here's the other thing the cost of robitussin and imodium ad isn't it just easier to get pot or fucking stand out in front of a liquor store and be like hey man will you buy me some booze well, i don't know I, I don't know i i've not been approached in many many years about that i don't know if they I still have, do that anymore i don't know either and uh, I, I mean we're both hippies so you would think that we would be approachable but then again i have not been to a 7-eleven or uh, in the last, well, I guess that's true because it's usually liquor stores. It's not like right. going into Vons. In the last ten years, I've probably walked into a liquor store three times, and I've probably walked into a Seven Eleven ten. I mean, it's so fucking rare. Uh, but I don't even Seven Eleven just sells beer. In uh, a regular gas station, they sell alcohol also. Right? What regular gas stations? No, Seven Eleven. Oh, they sell so hard behind liquor? the counter. They have they have stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Because Heaven I, buys stuff there all the time. I haven't been there. Um, but uh, whatever, back to your kids. So, so your kids, I mean, just because they're emotionally disturbed, it's not emotionally disabled, is it? No, it's mostly they're emotionally disturbed. disturbed. Just because they're emotionally disturbed doesn't mean that they're criminals. No, right? not you at know, all. No, you have plenty of kids who are uh, good kids. I, I'm going to say good kids, but um, yeah, they're just they're have, like depression and that kind of stuff. Um, there are kids who have been. Uh, sexually abused, 
physically abused, that kind of stuff, which leads to depression and and cutting and, and yeah, the and cutting, everything um, else. They'd rather cut, uh, make and feel that pain than feel the emotional pain. Now, what? How do they learn to cut? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it's something that someone tells them, or I've never asked any of them. You know, I, I've. In my classroom, I'll have one who who will, and then I'll you know slowly go over to my aide and say, "Hey, we need to go you know have this person have have the therapist because on my campus there are five therapists on campus at all times for these kids. Mm-hmm. So you know, let them know, and the therapist will come in, watch them for a little bit, and then take them out. Do all the kids know what all the other kids have done? The campus has fifty five students. So yes, S- yes, everybody okay. and everyone knows who's doing who and what's going on with where. Yes, okay. Are are any of these? Uh, uh, I guess this is more so a question for girls. Are any of them um, sexually, are any of them whores? Like any of them abuse themselves that way? Uh, I imagine so. Okay, but I, that's not it. I, so it's, you have My cutters? guess is yes, because if you have that little population, like like I've told someone else before, like it's a summer camp. Like there's five teachers, 55 students. We know what all the kids are doing because, you know, teenagers so they're, always they're, talk. They're so, are, yeah, they're kind of trading off with each other. And, and But there's not a high population of girls on here. I'm sort of going guys. through my Rolodex of every movie that has always had the basket cases in them. And you, you have the cutter. Then you have the, the whore. Um, I guess you have the guy who's, you know, probably stabbed someone or something. Uh, but what do people – what else do people do to each other or do to themselves? Like cut and – It's a lot of substance abuse. There's a lot of substance volume. abuse, which, which I guess is just self-medicating. Yeah. Which, how is that any different than most of America? Well, uh, one, they don't know. I guess here's the thing. Is there anything really wrong with these kids? Maybe they're, I mean, they're just like the rest of just like middle America. They're just like everybody who's fucking Have self-medicating. That don't know what. <laughs> that's right. We we go for alcohol, right? Yeah. With the percentage of the population that's on antidepressants is through the roof. It's like some crazy percentage. Then you mix in those that are you know doing booze, uh, pot that's legal in a few states now. We'll throw the gays in there for the hell of it. You know they're probably <laughs> doing something wrong. At least the Republicans think so. So shouldn't we just have a school for the five kids left over that aren't fucked up? I, I don't know. Isn't that really what the system should be? Like, I you guess know, the thing about the substance abuse is they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, we go out drinking, but we still are able to handle majority of us, you know, can go off and drink and then still be at work the next morning. Right. But there are certainly plenty who can't and either uh, are currently uh, alcoholics every day or are currently in a 12 step program. And that's, which what still trying, makes, that's what we're trying to prevent is those kids who don't know how to handle it properly. Well, okay. Hopefully they want them to be, you know, substance abusers to begin with because they are over a lifetime going to be a substance abuser if they don't stop now. But here's the thing. What the fuck was that? That was my phone. That's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Putting it on vibrate. We're doing a show here. People I are know. Listening. There we go. I, I, it's no longer on vibrate. Um, I muted it. See, it's you've completely thrown me off. The show's fucked now. We might Uh-oh. as well just change topics. That's right. Here's the thing. Shouldn't there be a – shouldn't natural selection exist? I mean, shouldn't your ID kids and your ED kids and your homeless and we'll throw the gays in there because what the hell the Republicans hate them anyway. I mean, shouldn't they, shouldn't natural selection just let these people wilt and fall to the side and. I I don't know. I mean, there's a whole theory on that. Why are we trying to save these people? Why are we trying to save anybody? 
Uh, and and that's a true statement. I don't know why are we. I mean, I can I can see, I can understand that. Uh, you know, you've. I mean, why do we keep a vegetable on life support? I don't know. I've no, I've no clue whatsoever. I don't even know why the parents should be allowed to do. I guess if they have unlimited money and it's not being paid for by an insurance company, they're still taking a bed. I, in that's a hospital. that's true. Still- <clears throat> that's true. Uh, it, I, there should just be a straight up law or something that, that doesn't allow it to happen. But, uh, going to come back. Occasionally people need help. Something happens, something happens in your life that you weren't expecting a uh, car accident. Um, uh, the, your, the roof of your living room falls in, um, you know, whatever. I don't know. Your wife dies. So we or have insurance you. on emotional problems. No, but what I'm saying is occasionally these things happen in people's lives and they may need some help to get them back to where they were before. But if you have a track record, I guess particularly if you're a kid, you have no track record of actually being anywhere before. Um, and that's why we're trying to get them on track to be somewhere. But if society were, were set up in such a way that was just like, we catch a cut in yourself, we just fucking exterminate you. You'd have a lot of people going, mm, I'm not going to cut myself. Like if, well, yeah, and that is true. There's this cry. Is doing it's a cry for help. Doing drugs or uh, breaking and entering or uh, fucking doing a shot of vodka to your eye uh, is some sort of cry for help. And if you knew that there was no help, that it was just like fucking death by noose, then you'd have, I don't know, 10% of the people would do it, which great. We don't need those fucking idiots to begin with. And the other 90% would just be like, mm, maybe I'll just get good yeah, grades. They're kids though. They, they can be on track. These kids right. most likely as they grow older are not going to be cutters. And we have, well, do you, how many adult cutters do you know? But the, how many adult cutters do you ever hear of the, yeah, but don't they get to the point where, uh, they either, uh, kill themselves or they, maybe they just move on to something. Isn't, I, I walk, I'm, a, I'm in Hollywood and I walk around Hollywood a lot and I see people who have 50 piercings in their face and tattoos on their, you know, fucking forehead and weird shit like that. Isn't that a, a form of cutting? I mean, aren't, haven't they just moved on to some sort of self-mutilation that they're... But that's art. A lot of that stuff, they'll, they'll tell you it's art. They'll tell you it's art and art is subjective. Isn't cutting yourself art? Eh, I don't know if that'd be art. That's no, that's because that's not, the decision you're not, you're that you're not, trying to make now. But you're but, not trying to cut it in any kind of art type of way, and I, they're not doing it as far as art. But you're getting a tattoo. There's well, a reason you get a tattoo. They cut themselves, and it makes them feel better, and it hurts no one else. What's wrong with that? You get a tattoo, and it makes you feel better, and it hurts no one else. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. So what's wrong with the cutter? Well, I guess you can cut yourself too deep. You can kill yourself. Are you going to kill yourself from a tattoo? Possibly. I mean, you know, I dirty guess. needles, HIV. I mean, that's all, you know, it's all hepatitis. Assuming all your tattoos are done in a, in, a, in a tattoo parlor. But we had to get regulated to get to that point. So maybe we just need regulated cutting. And well, if how, they. So how do you regulate cutting? I don't know. But if they kill themselves. Do you sell blades that only go does, so deep? If they, maybe. <laughs> if they kill themselves, does that hurt anybody anyway? Well, it always hurts somebody. Who? It hurts the parents, friends. Well, it's like when somebody dies, that doesn't hurt you. But they made the mistake of having that child. So isn't it their fault to begin with? Well, can you can you put that on them? I think you know what so. your child's going to be like when you. Oh, wait a minute. They, they fucked their kids up. 
You cannot tell me. Look, you just talked about two people who were divorced, lived in two separate towns, and he starts screaming at her. Why didn't you fucking tell me? In, in that alone, there's so many flags, so many things that are fucking wrong with that scene. The way that he's yelling at her, you know, this is not the first time that that ha- oh, has and, happened. And- they fucked their kid up. So if their kid dies and that hurts them, what the fuck do I give about them? Because they're pieces of shit to begin with. So they should probably be dead anyway. Somewhere decades ago, somebody saved them and they shouldn't have been saved. Oh, so survival, we're back to survival. The, the fittest I, I think we need a school for the five students who were fucking normal. <laughs> what and is normal? What would normal be? What would normal look like? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. We would, we would have to gather, gather a committee of, uh, you know. Of semi-normal people because there's of, no committee of normal of people. Three smart people and and two idiots. Well, and, but smart people aren't normal. Like who? Einstein. Einstein wasn't normal. No, I, I agree. I, I mean, there's problems all over the place. I don't know. I, I'll make the decision. <laughs> I'll just put them in front of me and I'll say death or life. They, they get to live or they get to die. I'll make the decision. Uh, just you know, vote for Vince. <laughs> Twenty sixteen. Uh, uh, we the Oscars are tonight. And uh, uh, one of the movies is up for Best Picture, American Sniper, uh, which you saw. I have not seen, but uh, I was watching a History Channel uh, doc on the guy, and the guy wrote a book. So this is by no means a spoiler, uh, but he was killed. What? He's yes, he dies, and he's he's killed by an emotionally disturbed veteran who they the him. A Marine buddy of his drive 90 miles to a shooting range with this emotionally disturbed veteran. And the point of going 90 miles. That they miles, never met before. Uh, yeah, but that was not unusual for him to do. That's, he worked with the he veterans. Said, yeah, he, he worked with the veteran's and, mom. And uh, he, I think he met this uh, this guy's sister or something. It was his mom. Uh, he worked. Okay. At, the the mom was like a substitute at school that he did some volunteer work for. So they went 90 miles away. The purpose of traveling 90 miles was so they would have an hour and a half to talk and to bond and to get to know each other. And they were out there in a private uh, shooting range. They have like these private um, sections uh, all over the range. It's big, like fucking, I don't know, a couple it's hundred Texas. acres. It's what you yeah, do. <laughs> a couple hundred acres. You shoot things. And the emotionally disturbed guy turned his gun on the two Marines, including the American sniper guy, uh, and shot and killed them both. And then took off, took the truck back home. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this emotionally disturbed guy, I don't, our, our government obviously couldn't figure out that he was fucked up and probably shouldn't have went to war and um, probably uh, well, should have been taken been care of better. On that, he actually, I, did, I just know what I learned from the history channel. But uh, he actually never saw any action from what they're saying. He was an armorer, which I guess I don't know exactly. He so does. he was fucked up from a get go. But he claims that he has seen some stuff. But from all the stuff that the Marines are showing, he's like, they never saw any action. He was around it, but never actually saw anything. Okay. Which doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to hear the bombs go off and be afraid and stuff like so that. So I get that. He's Brian Williams from NBC News. <laughs> well, his, his helicopter went down. No, wait. How do you not know that your helicopter went down? Yeah, I don't. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, you should really Google Brian Williams. A, a very, I used to watch. I don't. Usually around election time, I watch him. Very well respected journalist. Very smart guy. Been doing it for years. Fantastic reporter. So trustworthy. And why he chose to lie about tell a tall tale about something that I don't, it's so strange. Traveling that in a helicopter and got shot down. 
And then, and then took on fire and they got shot down and they got stranded for several hours. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. I was just following that helicopter. The guy shot down. I totally forgot that but I was not in the helicopter. I forgot down. that I, yeah, that we were not <laughs> shot at, but I guess, um, they did get, he was stranded with that, the helicopter that got shot down the entire helicopter squadron battalion, whatever, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, flock, uh, there goes his $10 million a year career. But still, this is a on suspension for six months. This is a, uh, he got away with the story for a long time. He did. And now he's uh, suspended for six months. And then months. you get to the point, it's like Lance Armstrong, right? I mean, just if you wouldn't have gone for number seven, like you would have gotten away with it six times. Why are you so fucking greedy? And, he, and at that point, like, why do you go to six? Why do you go to five? Why do you go to fucking three? I mean, I can see because going to two. Can. Like we did it once and now we're going to prove again. How would you like to be the guy who gets it because Lance Armstrong doesn't get it? Oh yeah. yeah now I got first, but three right, years later after the fact, yeah, everybody. Oh, you. is that it? The people who were in second got moved to yeah. first. So I, now it's on the book. So actually, I don't think that's right. I think the last one, because they drug tested the second guy in second and he also didn't pass. So I think it's actually a third place <laughs> one. I think it's, I think that's where that story goes. The, uh, the fucking Icelander in, in last place that's still cycling right now. That's He's right. like, if you make it across the line, man, you won. You're the only, as long as you can pee and not get but busted. But if you watch that documentary, the Lance Armstrong documentary, it's actually pretty interesting. And he talks about it and he talks about doping and how everybody does it. He's like, it's not cheating if everybody does it. Well, that's true. I, I don't have a problem. Like the whole thing about drugs in baseball um, and they talk about, you know, you hit fucking steroids and athletes and, uh, you want to see, you know, passes thrown further and, and heavier tackles and, uh, base, more home runs and all that shit. I'm fine with that. You got to make it more exciting. How are you going to make it more exciting? I mean, well, yeah. I'm not a sports fan, but look, I don't, if you're fucking entertainment, like that's why they get paid the big, bucks, that's why right? they get paid so much money. And it's not to see who's the best athlete, because if that's the case, then you look at the Olympic teams that are filled with people that you've never even fucking heard of before who cannot be on any kind of drugs who cannot be. Well, yeah, most of, most of the time they get caught occasionally, but, um, yeah, the snow, most of the time they're not on drugs and most of the time they can't compete in the professional level. Like you can't take the Olympic baseball team and they can't compete in the world series against the best baseball players or, or an Olympic football team. I know the basketball team is now made up of actual professionals. Yeah, I don't know if gone. I don't know. Baseball's what baseball is not no longer part of the Olympics. Okay, um, but you know there was a time where you those people didn't the two didn't cross because you know they didn't, weren't doing drugs. They had to pee, and it <laughs> well it, it was it, you're not allowed. You weren't at one point allowed to use any professional athletes. But you're like which people means if you got spent, paid for the sport. You couldn't do it. People spent uh, like it was two thousand dollars a ticket for the Super Bowl. Yeah, was that crazy? Those motherfuckers better be on drugs. I mean, I want to see shit break and people. I want to see blood. These fuckers. I don't take off the pads. Like what, fucking what, entertain me. What I don't, movie don't was it with Bruce Willis where at the beginning scene the guy's oh, that's, running. Oh, uh, that's Last Boy Scout. Last, last Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Ends up shooting the guy to get. Uh, he kills. Yeah, he kills one guy and then he fucking shoots himself. <laughs> in the the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An intense but, scene. I mean, but that would be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. How Although you, you did get to see Katy Perry. Uh, for $2,000 yeah, halftime. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so yeah, we talked, did we finish up with your work? We no, that's fine. I was just, I was just going on from one point to another, like, you know, from one set of problems to a totally different set of problems. That's all I do with my job. It's just different. It's a different set of, do you like it? I do like it. Good. It's, it's a lot more work, a lot more challenging, Good. Which, which I enjoy. 
hey, someone's got to babysit the kids, so they might as well pay you to do it. Absolutely. I mean, until I become president and figure out a system <laughs> to, you know, abolish all of this stupidity. Uh, but that's that's a ways away. Um, so Oscars, uh, you I think you pulled up the odds. I have the ballot here. The, the Oscars are tonight. All right, yes. I, I uh, do have the odds if you actually well, want. If you're going to bet on it tonight. All right, first off, best picture. Uh, tell me, we'll go real quick. Tell me what you haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen American Sniper. I've seen it. Birdman. Seen it. Um, Boyhood. Not seen it. Uh, Grand Budapest. Uh, no. Uh, Imitation Game? Yes. Selma? No. Uh, Theory of Everything? No. And Whiplash? Yes. And you like, I know you love Whiplash. I do, but I don't think it'd be Best Picture. Uh, I think I would go with Birdman as Best Picture. Well, why? Wait a minute. You haven't seen it. Yeah, I saw Birdman. And you think it's the Best Picture? I really liked Birdman. Why the fuck would you like Birdman? I I like the whole premise of it. I like the way it was shot, how it's... Premise. Great. Just pause right there. What is Birdman about? It's about how we, as as the public now, want everything action. So it's killing off all the plays. The whole thing, if you see Birdman, it's a play. The way the camera follows everything, it's it's a play. The editing, lack of editing. Actually, there's a ton of editing. The, for, way, it, the way it follows. For those seamless cuts, there was a lot well, of editing going on in Birdman. Um, um, which, surprisingly, I don't believe... Yeah, Birdman is not nominated for an editing award, which is ridiculous because, yeah, they didn't actually shoot that in two fucking hours. Well, well, I, yeah, that I know. But uh, but Birdman, Birdman uh, what do you mean killing off the action? Bird, Birdman, Bird, because no one goes to plays. Why do you not go to a play? I saw Wicked. I, I just went to this past year. I saw Book of Mormon. Okay, I go how, to many, plays. how many? Yeah, how many people go to plays these days? Most people don't, but why? Because but they, so they want action. Just like you just talked about sports, and you want to see all the action going on. Plays but, are the. It's the same way. With, with, I, okay, this is a separate argument from what the movie is. What is wrong? Oh, the wife is home. The dogs are excited. <laughs> um, yeah, there are there are, uh, forms of entertainment that that dwindle away. People used to you know speak songs, and that's just what it's about. It's just. Uh, it is dwindling away because there's not enough action in it. That is not what this movie is about, though. This movie is not about people not going to see plays. Actually, the movie has play critics in it and talks about other plays on Broadway that are doing successful. And this is just about one guy who is who wants to have, have his play debut. He, he wants to get away from being the action hero Birdman. He is now. And, and I'm confused on him because... Does the stuff he do actually happen or is it in his mind? Well, that's another problem with the story is, is he because crazy? Sometimes people react to it. But the way the movie ends, no, he really has superpowers. He's right? a superhero. He's a real superhero the way and, the movie ends. So now this douchebag who has these superpowers just use them in a movie and now wants to be a star of a play. I don't, I don't, the, I don't know what the point of this movie is. This guy just wants to fucking have a play, wants to direct and write a play. So what? I don't think that's enough for an actual story. Uh, that Well, I, that's one I liked. American Sniper I liked um, because of the fact it was, I liked the way they portrayed the PTSD in him himself. I've heard that from a lot of people. Which I, which I think it. is cool. It's not just like, yeah, I'm a sniper and I kill people and that's cool. When he came back, he was just as messed up as all the other guys. Right. Like he had some stuff he had to work through. And I think that's an issue that, that we, we, as Americans, we're, we're going through. We have all these kids coming back from seeing all this stuff. Right. And it, it's a real issue. And I, and I like that they, 
they didn't just make him like this glamour guy who goes off and kills people. Like um, he, and it wasn't about the killing people that was messing him up. I, it, it just seems like all the stuff that went around him. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, the trailer was insanely awesome. Uh, the behind the scenes that I saw, Bradley Cooper looks like he nailed the performance of the guy. Yeah, his uh, look and everything looks... Yeah, it's it's sad that the guy dies or the guy gets killed and he gets killed by, you know, a fellow Marine. Which on American just, land. Yeah. yeah, I mean, insult to injury, uh, especially everything that he did when he was out there. Um, but... All he did was protect Marines. Um, yeah, but Birdman, I think technically Birdman is an amazing movie. Like the editing was fantastic. The acting was fantastic. The direction, Ed Norton's hilarious. The, the writing, <laughs> the ability to write a movie and then a play inside of a movie and have the scenes that are occurring in the play be part of the movie script and the ability to shoot that continuously. Like technically it is an amazing movie, but the ability to write that, I just wish there was a fucking story. Like there was more to it than just a guy wants to make a play. I don't agree with Emma Stone getting nominated for that one. I, it's, that seems silly because she's she's really not a, a supporting actress, and I don't even know that she. I don't know that she has a performance. Like that's, that's just it. People it's talk kinda... to her. And she responds to them. I mean, the but, only thing is when he walks in and she, what is it, she's rolling a joint or something like that. That's the or, biggest scene, which is almost yeah. toward the end. And that's um, it. Or the, wasn't Edward Norton talking to her on top of the building also? But it's still nothing that like, oh, my God, yeah. she, did, she did a fantastic job. She was she incredible. Was the other thing about the movie is performance-wise, the acting was good. But if that were an indie film and you didn't know who Michael Keaton was, you would just be like, I mean, if it was some dude named Dave playing Birdman, you'd be like, I don't know, it's Dave. Because yeah, who's Michael Keaton anymore? <laughs> well, but the some performance in Wyoming. Did you see a theory like of everything? I have not seen the theory of everything. See that the he plays uh, the actor and it plays Stephen Hawking, Eddie Redmayne, Redman, whatever. Uh, and I mean, that's a fucking dead on performance of Stephen Hawking. He was fantastic, which would be very hard to. Yeah, it, yeah, it was very impressive uh, in theory, for to see him in theory of everything. Uh, Boyhood, I also thought was shit. I have not seen it. I, I think the interesting thing about that is twelve years to film, which I think is pretty cool. Like, I, okay, I so agree. I'm going to make this film and I'm going to release it twelve years later. Well, they didn't know that twelve years was not the date. They didn't know if it was going to be ten, if it was going to be fifteen. Um, Linkletter's daughter is in the movie, and then uh, Arquette. And uh, Arquette's up for best actress, right? She's horrendous. She's unfucking watchable in the first half of this movie. Like every time Ethan Hawke shows up, you're you breathe a fucking breath of fresh air. You're like, oh my god, someone can act. She is her. She's so fucking bad. I have no idea how she is nominated. She's so bad now. Uh, so there's a lot of acting in it that's really bad. And there's a lot of people who've, who've said that this is just, isn't me, but my, you set out to make a movie over several years. The, the thing that I have about the problem I have with boyhood is it's being nominated for best screenplay <laughs> over several years. You, yeah. You don't, you can't tell me that they sat down and they penned this and then this is how the kid's going to be. Yeah. And played it out in 12 year years, seven and you're. The, the, there's a scene in the middle of the movie where the kids go door to door trying to get Obama elected. 
Well, there's no fucking way that you could have written the Obama election scene 12 years, you know, or nine yeah. years earlier. That's true. So that alone, I'm like, okay, you went like, out. And no one's going to nominate a black guy to be president to that. Well, player. we always would read, uh, not Reggie, Jesse Jackson, with Reggie Jackson, there I go, mixing my black people up. With uh, Jesse Jackson, we always thought that, you know, it was a possibility he at some point. Know. No, but we thought a black president was, but you would never know. So the, the, to put this movie up for best screenplay, it just shows you the, the fucking after the fact how okay, retarded no, right, right, the Academy right. is. Yeah, best screenplay written after the fact. <laughs> written, we made the movie in post, and we'll, we then transcribed it for the closed captions and called that a screenplay. Yeah. Um, Imitation Game. It was a great script. I read it a few years ago, and I liked the Imitation Game. The movie is exactly the script I read like three years ago. I um, think uh, what's his name Cumber. Cumberbatch. I think he did a fantastic job of being an an autistic guy, an Asperger's guy. Yeah. He nailed that. Really fucking cool. Um, Keira Knightley? Eh, I mean, she was good. Yeah, she was window dressing. But yeah, it wasn't. She's just there. She's whatever. Uh, Selma, I haven't seen it all. I haven't seen Selma yet. Theory of Everything, as we say. Whiplash, I I haven't seen. I'm excited. I love Whiplash. I don't know if he did necessarily best picture, but his intensity is just so amazing. This is what everybody says. I got. I have to see Whiplash. I just. I never got it, and yeah. Um. Let's see. Actor is Steve Carell for Fox. Well, if you want the odds on those, oh, what are the odds on best picture? Uh, the odds on best picture. So you have Birdman is one to two right now. Mm. Uh, Boyhood is thirteen to eight. One to two, so it's negative odds. No, that's that's your best. Well, it it's yeah. For every one dollar, you get two dollars back. No, that's two to one. Okay. Every, yeah, one to every, two yes. is negative odds. Yeah, negative For odds. every two dollars yeah, you bet, so you, you get one dollar. Because that's the favorite. Right. Uh, Boyhood's 13 to eight. American Sniper, 18 to one. Yeah, Theory of Everything, 50 to one. Uh, Grand Budapest is 50 to one. Whiplash is 66 to one. Imitation Game, 80 to one. And Selma, 100 to one. Mm. Grand Bud- Budapest, uh, probably. One, I think it's one of Wes Anderson's better movies. Um, it was a little quirky. Sometimes yeah, you he, sometimes he's, no, I actually haven't seen Grand Budapest, yeah. but I've seen his other films. Sometimes they're hit or miss. Because sometimes like uh, that's just way. Yeah, you like Rushmore. Thing. A lot of people love Rushmore. I didn't think Rushmore was any good. Um, Life Aquatic to Steve Zizou. I was like, mm. <laughs> that was um, a little, yeah, that was a lot. The one last year, which I can't remember the name of it, but it happened at a camp, uh, was okay. And yeah, then, that was a little odd. Yeah, they're Some all the odd. Stuff, just like uh, Grand Budapest is odd, um, but it was it was watchable. It was amusing. Um, best actor: Steve Carell, Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch, Imitation Game, Michael Keaton, Birdman, Eddie Redmayne, Redmayne, Theory of Everything. Uh, I think that Birdman's probably going to get Best Picture because uh, they in this line of best actors, there's no way you could give it to Michael Keaton. Um, uh, it's see. either going to be I. I have a feeling Bradley Cooper is going to get it, and that'll be really amusing. That the they're ten to one. What What are the odds? Uh, Bradley Cooper is ten to one. Okay, your best is going to be Theory of Everything. Okay, good. Either Theory of I think that's the one. Eddie Redmond who should win. Benedict Cumberbatch would have been kind of second, but I'd love to see Bradley Cooper get it. Yeah, Steve Carell's hundred to one. I just I'm think sure that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to. I I think it's amusing that the guy who used to be the gay friend on Alias is this leading <laughs> this leading man in Hollywood. Uh, best actress uh, Marion Coltard for Two Days One Night. Uh, terrible, 
terrible movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I think you talked about that. Like Horrendously it's, it's not actually, it's, not, it's not even two days. No, no, no. Yeah, the movie starts. <laughs> the movie starts on Friday afternoon, and it finishes on a Monday morning. So it's actually four days, three nights. And they specifically say that. Like, those dates have to exist because the movie happens over a weekend. You ne- she needs to go to... Uh, the premise of the movie is the entire movie. And I guess just making a movie in France is fucking easier than making one here. Like the bar is very low. But uh, if you, if you had opening credits and closing credits and a picture in the middle, that counts as a movie in France. So they uh, French, they, uh, her work says to the employees, we can either fire Marion and give you guys your bonus of a thousand dollars each, or you can give up your bonus and we can keep her. You guys get to vote. And they vote on a Friday when she's not there. And they vote to uh, to fire her because they all want their bonuses. So she gets the boss to have a revote Monday morning. And she spends the weekend going door to door, begging people to let her keep her job and for them to give up their bonus. That's the entire story. Now, it's... It's an idea like we we've heard some American companies during this the bad economic times here that if everybody takes a furlough or if everybody gives up a week's pay that nobody has to lose their job. And I mean that's the idea behind this and that's a fantastic idea. But th- this and does not make a movie. Like her just going door to door and being like, "Can I keep my job?" It's so fucking dumb. Oh, I want my thousand bucks. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. And there are people who are just like, no, I want my grand. Um, I, I mean, the best thing that she could have said to people were, was like, well, they did this to me on Friday. When are they going to do it to you? Like next week, they tell everybody that if we get rid of him, you all get a $2,000 bonus. So then what? Until the workforce is dwindled down to, you know, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, a lot more work. Hmm. Anyway, terrible movie. She's, okay in it but uh the entire thing is it's in french she there's not a tremendous range she pray, plays a french girl she's french playing a french girl wow <laughs> that's a big stretch so fucking strange that she is nominated uh felicity jones for the theory of everything she's all right julianne moore for still alice haven't seen it rosamund pike for gone girl um it's okay the movie isn't i think you know, she did a really good problems. job I think she did a good job too, but like wasn't stellar. Uh, Reese Witherspoon for Wild. What are the odds? Julianne Moore for Still Alice is one to a hundred. Uh, uh, Rosamund Pike is twenty to one. Reese Witherspoon for Wild twenty five to one. Felicity Jones is forty to one, and Marion Caldiard. So it's a landslide. Sixty six to, to Julianne one. Moore. Yeah, good. In uh, I haven't seen that yet, so I don't know. Robert Altman's shortcuts. You get to see her pubes. Actually, I think the scene is with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Miriam. Her 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 uh, character's name is Miriam, and they're having an argument, and she's wearing a blouse with no panties, no bottoms. It was a scene. I mean, one hey, they're just. I always thought that Julianne Moore was hot, and here she is walking around, just pubes everywhere, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome." Didn't you get to see her naked in? Uh, that uh, scene stuck out to me because Dirk I thought, Diggler. I don't know Boogie Nights. That's maybe that scene stuck out because to me. she's doing the guy on the on the driveway at that party. It's the kind of argument like they're they're in this argument. It's the kind of argument people really have. Like you're half dressed. You're not trying to get dressed and you're just arguing with your spouse. Um, 
so it, and I remember he was like, come on, Miriam. It was a fantastic scene. So she deserves the award for that scene alone. <laughs> Supporting actor, Robert Duvall, the judge. Great movie. He was good in it. Ethan Hawke, boyhood. He's the only good thing about that movie. Edward Norton, Birdman. Um, yeah, he's funny in it. Uh, but I don't, I mean, is it anything different than what Edward Norton normally does? Uh, I thought he was really good. I thought I he was pretty I intense. I, I did like him in that. I don't think it's the best, his best work by any means, but I, I did like him in it. Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher, and J.K. Uh, Simmons for Whiplash. Well, you know who I'm going to go with. <laughs> uh, just give me the best odds. Who's the winner? J.K. Simmons, 1 to 100. Okay, I haven't seen it, so I don't, I don't even know who he is. Now you know who J.K. is? No. Um, he was, let's see, well, right now he's on... The Allstate commercials, not Allstate, um, State Farm. He's the guy from State Farm. He was Juno. He's the dad. Wait a minute. The guy, oh, he was the guy in series. the Allstate. He's like, I'm your 14-year-old daughter. No, I'm no, texting. no, no, oh, that guy. That dude's uh, awesome. Yeah. He was, well, actually, he was from Oz also because J.K. Simmons was from Oz. Uh, if, did, did you ever watch Oz? I'm trying to think. What is the the guy the commercial that I know? What is what is he been? Yeah, I used to. He was in Oz. Okay, well, wait a minute. The the guy guy who who says, "I'm your 13 year old daughter." He was in Oz. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, he was in Oz. He's the guy that ended up with breast cancer. Um, J.K. Simmons. He was the white supremacist. Oh, okay. He was also. Yes, yes, is from the Allstate commercials. He's the professor. He's just like he's teaching the class. Yeah, he's also done um, Spider Man. He was. The boss at the where's it Daily Planet or whatever. Okay, so he's he's the lead. He's the he's he, a, he's the front runner. Yeah, he is one to one hundred, and then Ed Norton is twenty to one. Mark Ruffalo is twenty five to one. Eh. Uh, Ethan Hawke forty to one, and Robert Duvall is eighty to one. Supporting actress Patricia Arquette, Boyhood, horrendous. There's no way. Laura Dern for Wild, Kira Knightley for The Laura Imitation Dern. Game. She just doesn't do enough. Uh, Emma Stone for Birdman, and then Meryl Streep, and I don't have it listed here, but uh, I mean, clearly the winner here. It doesn't really matter what Meryl Streep was in. She could have been in a commercial or a YouTube video. Meryl Streep's going to win that one. I Well, not according to the odds. What are the odds? Uh, the odds right now is Patricia, Patricia Arquette winning at 1 to 66. Emma Stone is 16 to 1, so she'd be in second place. All the rest are tied 50 to 1. Oh, interesting. Right, because Emma Stone isn't. Uh, yeah, you know, Meryl Streep. I heard Into the Woods wasn't that good. Oh, is that what she's up for? Yeah, yeah. Into the Woods. Well, what do you mean? You and your fucking plays. Into the Woods is a play. I realize it's and a the play. Movie I, heard, play. I heard the movie isn't very good because it's a, a play. Action. People thought they were going to see something else, and it's it's just pretty much a play. Uh, let's see. I don't. I'm not going to go through every one of these, but um, cinematography. I don't have that. I have screenplay, adapted screenplay, documentary, and animated. All right. Well, all right. Animated is Big Hero 6, Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon, Song of the Sea. It seems like if you do an animated, you're going to get nominated. Well, yeah, there's only a handful of them done. <laughs> right? Who, who's, who's the front runner? Uh, like some of these I've never even heard of. Yeah, I haven't heard of them either. Uh, well, How to Train Your Dragon 2 actually is 1 to 6. And, That's the front runner? And Big Hero 6 is 7 to 2. Huh. Uh, then Song of the Sea, no idea. Yeah, At 12 to 1. The what tale, else? You, you don't have directing? I don't have directing. So what you have? Uh, I have screenplay, 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 adapted screenplay, um, let's and animated see, Where's feature. my screenplay? Adapted else? screenplay should be American Sniper, right? I'm assuming it was on there. It should be, yeah. 
Imitation Game, Whiplash, Theory of Everything, American Sniper, and Inherent Vice. Wait a minute. Are 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 we adapted screenplay? Adapted screenplay? This is adapted. Yeah. American Sniper, Imitation, Inherent Vice, Theory of Everything, Whiplash. Who's the winner? Uh, Imitation Game, 2-7. And then Whiplash, 3-1. And then writing original screenplay is Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, Budapest, and Nightcrawler. And who would you pick? Nightcrawler is... Here's the thing. Nightcrawler is a... Uh, a fantastic movie, but there is one scene in Nightcrawler that is one of the best scenes I have ever seen written. One of the best written scenes ever. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's up there with uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs and, you know, fucking scenes in that. I mean, it is the fucking gimp in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it is a scene between. Uh, um, Rene Russo and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, they're having dinner or whatever at like a Denny's or a Coco's type place. Uh, And he's basically blackmailing her to have sex with him. But the word dance they do is phenomenal. Like an Aaron Sorkin type? No. Aaron Sorkin is very quick-witted dialogue, words that no one would ever speak, and... clearly have to be written in each sentence labored over this sounds like a very real conversation a very uncomfortable conversation with points being it's just it's so do you think that scene was really scripted that way or do you think they did a little improv it's so good it is there is another scene where he says to her it's a phenomenal i don't i can't remember the exact words i'll bastardize it a bit um but he's mad at her and he says uh and next time, do it. Uh, next time I tell you to do something in the bedroom, just do it, not like last time. And it's this line that's thrown away as part of another dialogue, but it has to do with their relationship with each other. And you, it's just this line that's like, oh fuck. I mean, it's it's so raw. It, and again, it's very real. You you're having an argument with your spouse about, uh, you know, who picked up the kids. And in the middle of it, you throw out some selfish thing that she did in the bedroom <laughs> as part of it. That's just another insult to industry in, injury that has nothing to do with his argument, but it's like, and fuck you. <laughs> it's so well-written. So I'd love to see a night crawler win, but uh, anyway, who, what, what's uh, the front runner? It's actually grand Budapest uh, hotel. And just behind it would be Birdman. Mm. And then Boyhood is 10 to 1, Nightcrawler is 40 to 1, and Foxcatcher is 50 to 1. It's strange that you don't have directing over there. No. I'm making try to find a different site. Eh, no, it's all right. I'm sure people are bored with us talking about it. They've tuned out. Oh, wait. Out. I, there is. I found a best director. Okay. I have uh, listed here, I have uh, Birdman, uh, Alejandro in a Rot 2, Boyhood, Richard Linkletter, Foxcatcher, Benedict, Benedict Miller, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes Anderson, an imitation game. Morton Tidlam. Uh, Who are you picking? Well, making a movie over 12 years, but the acting's pretty bad in the beginning. You know, that deserves some merit. Uh, the Wes Anderson, forget it. It's He does this all the time. Imitation game, it's exactly like the script was. So, I mean, that is, if Birdman's going to win Best Picture, then it should also win Best Director. It's actually pretty close. It's a Birdman is four to five, and uh, Boyhood is mm-hmm. ten to eleven. Yeah, 
Uh, so those are going to be close. And then you have the Wes Anderson, 25 to 1, uh, Morton, Tidalum, Tidalum, whatever it is, uh, 125 to 1, and so is Foxcatcher. Cool. So there we go. There are your odds. And that's the Oscars. Did you see anything? I mean, I talked about Nightcrawler. Was there anything that you saw this year that was fantastic? No. Yeah, this year was just <laughs> filled with shit, right? I think, oh, well, that's the same. Wasn't last year the same? I remember better movies last year. Like but, what? Uh, mm. <laughs> right? There's nothing like really just like, oh, my God. Wait a minute. I love Lone Survivor. Uh, but it was a best picture. Wasn't last year? Yeah, uh, I Lone don't think Sur- I, I wouldn't watching say I love it. it, but Lone Survivor was you know a, a decent movie. It wasn't. It wasn't best picture by any means. And wait a minute, I last year that. we had didn't we have Gravity? Oh yes, we did have Gravity. So last that was year. great. We had a Hobbit. We had a Hobbit this year. Uh, see, I'm not, but I'm not a Hobbit fan. So but I just don't that, care. It's, but as compared to movies like uh, Two Days One Night and Ida and Boyhood and. I mean, Birdman, all these fucking movies you only heard about because of Oscar buzz. Oh, that's true. Like Gravity and Hot Wings. We had a Hobbit here, so that cancels that out. But Lone Survivor, these were box office hits that were driving, doing well. Everybody knew about them. Now the only reason people know about these movies is because of the Oscars. Well, that's true, because no one's going out to see Birdman. No one's going out to see – very few people go out to see The Imitation Game. Great film, but, you know. Yeah, people don't know what it is. No. Uh, and that that whole thing is interesting. Um, you know, they they finally figure out the enigma, and then they don't let they don't release it, which I think is just fascinating. If you think about it, you know, the guy is totally right. Like, hey, we figured it out, but we can't let anybody know. Okay, which I think is really cool. Last year we had uh, Dallas Buyers Club, American Hustle, uh, Nebraska, weird but good, The Wolf of Wall Street. We didn't have a DiCaprio movie this year. We didn't have a DiCaprio movie. We didn't have a Ben Affleck movie. Um, Gone we Girl. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, we had one. Um, 12 Years a Slave was was a decent movie. Uh, Captain Phillips. We didn't have a, a... No Hanks. No Tom Hanks movie this year. Uh, what else do we have here? Last year we had... Well, oh, he just released Gravity. one. Gravity. That's this year. Focus. I, I don't even think he did one last year. Meryl Streep in the piece of shit. August, Ostage County was last year. So... Uh, that's a whole slew of movies that were better than this year. Frozen, which I hated, but I mean, still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's I know the music because uh, everyone Croods, knows the music. Dis- Despicable Me Two. Haven't seen that either. Um, haven't seen the first one. Her, her was you know a cool movie. Oh, we also had which I loved, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. You didn't like it as much, I don't think. But I thought it was, I thought it was very pretty. I I, I love that. Um, Inside Lillywyn Davis, which you saw. Ugh. Never watched. Yeah, I never Ugh. watched it. Horrible. So, no, I think last year was much, much better than this year. I have like fucking. So I know Coen Brothers this year. I got 28 movies from Martin. I've watched probably 24 of them. There's only like Leviathan, the foreign ones. that just, And I've watched some of the foreign <laughs> ones, but like Leviathan, Ida. Um, I don't know. There's whatever, one or two others that I actually didn't see. Yeah, I was trying to watch some of them, but my sound isn't working on my box, so I don't know what the deal with that is. Yeah, you just need to fix it. You need to figure that out. But so, and none of them, oh yeah, makeup, Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. We had that last year. And Lone Ranger was up for makeup. <laughs> Great Gatsby, that was last year. No, that was last year? So he had, yeah. DiCaprio had two? Yeah, but yeah, Gatsby wasn't up for like best picture or anything. Hmm. Um, and look at, I mean, actor... Let's see. Actor in a leading role. McConaughey was great. Christian Bale was great. Jared Leto. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, Jared Leto in supporting role was great. Uh, Bradley Cooper in American Hospital, he was pretty good. Michael Fassbender, he was pretty good. I think he's the one who won. Um, Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, fantastic. Uh, actress in a leading role. Uh, let's see. Amy Adams, American Hustle. Sandra Bullock, Gravity. Judy Dench, Philomena. Uh, supporting actress, which is the one that Emma Stone's in now, right? Yeah. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. Julia Roberts, Hostage, August County. Uh, fucking w- way better slew of movies last year than what we have this year. So 2015 is the, is the is next wave of good films? Well, I think... What it is is, yeah, they they hold back. They take – well, I, I guess it would have been a good time to release a good movie this year because you would have won. Um, unless, I, I don't know. unless there's one they're just really afraid of, but I don't know which one that would be. Part of the problem, <clears throat> this past year we had the uh, Sony Pictures hack and a lot of information from Sony was released. Uh, but I think that it's become a realization for many people that studios don't make – movies anymore they make franchises they make harry potters they make 50 shades of gray hot they, tub time machine they buy books well that you know that's a franchise <laughs> it is uh it's a franchise now but they don't really who would have thought who <laughs> I, i'm i don't know that that's even a studio movie i'm willing to bet that was an in, independent production company it's released they're all released by studios oh, yeah. because that's the only way to get the pipeline but i'm talking about straight up studio funding uh each studio, Warner Brothers, Paramount, uh, Sony, yeah, I'm Universal, sure green light from like Paramount. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah, they only make like six movies a year that are their own movies. Um, so, and and most movies are funded by smaller production companies that are trying to get them made. Uh, studios are not in the business of making making quality entertainment anymore. They're in the business of making franchises, just churning shit out, finding a series of books, buying it. I just I watched The Maze Runner last night, which is you know a series of books. The first one was pretty good. I liked it. I, I thought yeah. the movie wasn't bad. I dug it. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is apparently tanking horribly. Well, because there's no sex in it. What's the whole Fifty Shades of Grey I, about? I, mind-boggling. Absolutely I hear, mind-boggling. I do hear there's, there's a full frontal, both male and female, but that's the extent of... I heard, I heard you didn't get to see him. Like he had said oh, that, that you I'd heard on the radio. I the thing, like Fifty Shades of Grey seems like the easiest fucking movie in the world to make. You just go rent Wild Orchid, Original Sin, Nine, nine and, and a Half, half weeks. weeks, and you go, okay, at minute 10, there's tits. At minute 12, there's penetration. Like there's a fucking clear roadmap for how to make this movie based on the success of others. Uh, but I, they, didn't, they didn't go that route. Still made a lot of money though. Uh, the other, the funny thing, well, there's a lot of funny things about women have driven cinema to tremendous levels in the past few years. 50 shades of gray made a quarter of a billion dollars worldwide, $250 million worldwide. Only on Valentine's day weekend. Only this on weekend. Valentine's. I doubt that's happening. Oh, the drop off is <laughs> going to be like 80%. It's, it's going to be an insane drop off, but the twilight movies were pushed by women going to see them. Women have really fucked up taste. Like Twilight movies is like girls <laughs> going to see 17 year old boys. And this is this sadistic billionaire who's trying to coerce a girl into fucking bondage. And if he wasn't a billionaire, if he lived in like a fucking trailer in Ohio, this dude would be arrested. It'd be an episode of fucking 48 hours. It, <laughs> right. it would not be what it is. My understanding of the movie is, is it's just a series it's okay of- okay if you have money. 
it, uh, yeah, it's okay if you have money. It's a, then it's it's all right to be in a bondage. It's a series of scenes of this guy trying to get her to sign this contract, which I guess is like it's okay for you're giving me consent to abuse you. So this way you don't sue me. I, I assume because that's what the contract is. Um, because he needs to protect all of his money. So I don't know. It's, so this one's going to be an Oscar for best adapted screenplay this year. Oh my God. I don't <laughs> think, yeah. It's not going to come close to the, Oscars. although fast and the furious. I'm surprised that that wasn't, when did that get released? Was that Christmas or was it just recently? The oh, latest maybe. fast and the furious hasn't been released. Uh, yet. So it, I'm sure it'll be up for Oscar. Have you seen year. the trailer? Well, I've seen the trailer. It's fucking awesome, man. It is. But I'm thinking, what's his name's going to get it only because he died. He de- he's dead. Just like, what's his name for uh, the Batman The one. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but come on. I mean, that movie. And that's a franchise. This is the, this is the real problem with the Oscars. Uh, Fast and the Furious 6, I think is number 6 or number 7. I think it's 6. <laughs> Who knows? But the thing is, is you know, a franchise. you know exactly what you're going it's made to see. The most money than any other franchise. I I don't doubt it because it's got eye candy for girls and eye candy for guys and fast action. cars and action and it's got everything fun in it. Um, the movie is exactly like you know what you're seeing when you look at the trailer. You look Except at the for Tokyo Drift. We just have to forget about that. Yeah, one. that's the one that was uh, <laughs> done by Justin Lim, who. Uh, you and I actually saw him speak at the DGA. He's the one who did that Better Luck Tomorrow movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's gone on to a huge career. Huge fucking career, fucker. Uh, anyway, uh, you you go to, you look at that poster, you know exactly what you're seeing. That could even be a roadmap for Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, okay, 10 minutes in, there's a car scene. 10 minutes <laughs> in, they should be fucking. Right? Like, it, it makes, it's so crazy that they'd fuck that movie up. Um, anyway, what else? Uh, let's see. It's heaven's birthday next Friday, which means it's going to rain. Uh, she'll be 22. She'll be 22. Uh, it always rains on her birthday, no matter what. Uh, she's going to be going to Vegas for her birthday. She leaves Thursday. She'll be there Friday. Um, I'm pretty sure she texted me earlier that she's like a 90% chance it's going to rain there. I don't think it's going to rain here. I think it just follows her. Okay. So it's a gloomy life that follows it, heaven. It is. Um, you know, this being the she's coldest month. She's still dating month. TJ? Yeah, she's still dating TJ. And they're going to Vegas together? They are. Uh, his dad got him a timeshare out there, so they're going to be staying uh, near Circus Circus. Wait, <laughs> it's okay to get, use his dad's timeshare, but it's not okay for him to take money from dad? <laughs> Why is, Do we really want to go into that? Should we call heaven now? <laughs> How is that line drawn? I don't understand. It's for a birthday present. So if he takes money from his dad to buy her a birthday present, then that's See, okay. he's working again. He's back at he's back at a job now. I don't know. There was a there I don't know, but I do know that his dad argument. has Stanley Cup rings. So there was an epic argument at your house. Yes, there was an epic argument. Uh, he bought what he bought rings or his no? Dad? He got them. He's the statistician for the Kings, so everybody within the franchise, office people, and all that get a Stanley Cup ring. So he what has, is his the dad status? He, he the, the statistics is that yeah what he does mean? all the statistics for the Kings? Yeah, so he goes to all the games and does the statistics. How come we don't get better seats? Do you get better seats and I just haven't been invited? <laughs> I, I don't, last time we went, um, that's he he took us down to the press box, and that's when um, what's his name, uh, Dowdy, uh, not Dowdy, Brown, Dustin Brown, uh, photo bombed my our photo <laughs> down there on oh. the ice. They were practicing. He, he get us down underneath um, through where all the the uh, what are the, the dressing rooms are? I guess we, I don't, is that what they call dressing rooms? 
locker, locker, locker rooms. Locker rooms. Locker rooms. Yeah. So he takes us down there mm-hmm. so he can do all that, but he doesn't give us tickets. He does get tickets, but he, he always gives them to his kids, I guess. And TJ, TJ is his kid, but TJ doesn't seem to care. It's his, I don't know, sister. I don't even know how many kids TJ's family has. Cause I think there's a brother and a sister that live in. Yeah. TJ. But you need to be like, look, dude, you are fucking my daughter. <laughs> That's right. We need some tickets. here. If you want to, cause he does, he gets like daughter. 100 level or 200 level tickets. I don't know if what he gets them every game. TJ can come with us. We'll teach him about hockey. We'll buy him a beer. It's all he needs. Yeah, we'll buy him a beer. <laughs> um, yes, there was the epic. Wait a minute. He, he wanted to fill out an application to be my best friend. King's right. tickets could make that happen. <laughs> uh, cool. So what else? Uh, let's see. What else is going on? We haven't podcasted in a while. I so. know we haven't. So I'm trying to think what all has been going on. Uh, Another movie thing, that kid who claims he went to heaven. Have you read that whole thing? The the movie that made all the money, you know, they wrote the book about the religious movie that is was uh, programmed against Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I forget what the thing is, but it's all about the kid going to heaven and you know, there's proof that there's a God and all this. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah, uh Greg Kinnear, isn't uh, it? Yeah, he yeah. the the kid just came out and said he made all that stuff up. Oh, so he's like Brian Williams right. and uh, <laughs> right. actually the we So the book has been pulled um from Amazon. Really? Yeah. So is the movie going to get pulled? I I, I, Why would you pull the book? I don't know. He's, just put a sticker on it. Because he feels bad. Bullshit. Now, he's, now he's like, you know, the only real book out there is the Bible, blah, 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 blah. I got blah. news for you. That was made up too. And, and, and by man. It's written yeah. by man. Right. Because his thing is, you know, there's no book written by man. Yeah, well, this just didn't fall out of the sky. Man wrote this. Word by word. Um, uh, We didn't actually talk about it, but uh, the American sniper guy, uh, Apparently, there's uh, embellishment in his book as well. Well, any if, he I, said, if I'm telling but, a story about myself, I'm making myself look. But it's also. on par with uh, the Brian Williams. He said that he got into a barroom fight fight with the wrestler that was governor, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. He said he got into a bar in the book. There's a whole thing, whole story or something. Allegedly, I haven't read it. Of him getting into a barroom fight with Jesse Ventura, and uh, he lost the the suit. It was taken to court and he it was found to be bullshit and he lost. Uh, and that's not the only thing in the book that isn't true. Uh, there's some other things that have like clearly been debunked, uh, which I look, yeah, I get it. I understand the embellishment. And when this dude was writing the book, you got to make it exciting. Not totally. Like, yeah. He had no fucking clue. It was going to become as famous as it did. And, uh, that you know this would come out, right. but he was a marine doing his job. I wrote a book, and I certainly actually not a marine. Sorry, he's a Navy SEAL. I, I certainly skewed things um, to work in the story's favor, and I colored things, but I didn't lie. Like if you if you were to read the book and say, "Well, you sort of lead down this path," and I'm like, "Yeah, but that's true." I mean, there you know there there were other factors and other things that are going on, but I could substantiate. I wasn't like I was in a fucking plane that got shot down with Jesse Ventura. We landed in a pub, and then I met God. <laughs> like, who the fuck tells that story and thinks oh, I'm going to get away with this? <laughs> and why the hell is the boy telling the truth anyway? Like, fucking keep your mouth shut. You got cash rolling in, right? I- Does he have to return the money? If they pull it from the shelves, then can you just go return your book and get a refund? Uh, that I don't know. Because it's no longer on the shelves. And can I... Can that's, you, it, that's right. Because I thought it was a true story. And now it's not. So I want my money back. So I'm going to... I think I'm going to write the studios. I want my money back for the movie. <laughs> You'd you probably... You touted it as true. If I'm sure that if you wrote any of the studios, customer service department and complained about any movie in general, they would probably send you free tickets to another movie. 
apologize and say, here's <laughs> that's what, I mean. I'm what do they got to lose? Right. It's like a long time ago. Uh, I had a, we went to the very first Halloween horror nights. Um, I six, me and five friends. I don't even remember who it was. We went to Halloween horror nights and it was awful. Like it was just, which one, the one at knots? N- no, at uh, universal studios. Wow. And back then, I guess I, from what I heard is there was this deal that, um, somebody rented the park. It actually wasn't universal studios who was putting on the, uh, Halloween horror nights. It was a company that rented the park and was using it for that. Uh, it was their first year and it was just terrible. I wrote Universal Studios a letter complaining and they sent me six free tickets because what the fuck do they have to lose? That's true. You're, you're happy you'll come back. Right. Then, I don't know, maybe four or five years after that, uh, we went to Disneyland and I took the ticket stubs and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to send a letter to Disneyland that I had a bad time. And I didn't get tickets from Disneyland. They were like, fuck you. But... At that point, I, I bet today with the onslaught of Twitter and email and people using that, Yelp. <laughs> if you penned an actual letter and sent it to Disney customer service that you had a bad time at the park, they would send you tickets. Well, Disneyland, I actually, I, I was there for half a day and my, my stomach was bothering me and I left. And I did write them and they ended up giving me another ticket, which was good for, actually gave me two tickets. So Vince and I went back and it was good for know, like two weeks after it happened. Whatever I thought that day. was cool, yeah. Yeah. What are the guys that lose? Yeah. That's the cheapest thing. I mean, they charge you a fucking $100 to get in, which is... Yeah. How does how the family afford to do it? But here's the reason that they charge here's you $100, a- because sometimes the park reaches capacity and they have to close it at fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon and stop allowing people in. So really, they need to hike the price up further. There's There's some point where you just have to cut like you have to crowd control somehow. And it's one of the ways of doing it. If Disney was 20 bucks to go, every kid like they get out of school at three o'clock that lives in Anaheim is just like, let's roll over to Disney. Like they do for magic mountain. So they have to crowd control somehow, but that hundred dollars to get in the park, that isn't their bread and butter. Bread and butter is the other $800 you spend on fucking churros and frozen lemonades. <laughs> right. Um, the $6 churro. Yeah. How much yeah. did that cost you? Oh my God. Well, when you spent a nickel <laughs> plus the guy who handed it to you, that's another penny. We have six cents into this. We get that's six right. bucks. It's like, it's like movie theater concessions, fucking fudge and everything else. It's insane how much money that place makes. Um, all right, cool. What else? I got nothing else. I, you know, life is bueno nothing over else. here. I'm All still planning good. on getting gored by a, by a bull. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a whole, that's, we could talk for another so hour that. on that. That's a whole other topic. Uh, the divorce is going good again. So that's good. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but <laughs> I don't think we have. I don't, you're, you're getting a divorce. Um, I don't, what do you mean it's going good? Like there's no fighting. Like everything seems to be okay. Like everything's, but what stage papers. are you in? We're, we're, I sent some stuff into a lawyer, so hopefully I get it all okayed, and then we will file. So, I don't. You've both filled out the application. Yep, pretty much. Okay. And who wants what and all that kind of stuff, which is pretty much nothing. Okay. And what? Why? What is the lawyer doing with it now? He makes sure all our T's are crossed and I's are dotted, and it's all in the format that the courts want, so the courts don't keep throwing it back. Okay. And then after he does that, which uh, is that part of your legal? Legal Think stuff, yeah, part of your legal program, your yeah. legal Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, legal Shield. So I then, Legal Shield. So then, after he does that, then you go down to Van Nuys Courthouse and 
And file, yeah, pay the know, four or five hundred dollars, and then is that how much it is? Yeah. Five hundred dollars? I, I think that's what it is. Four oh. fifty, five hundred, something like that, just to file, and then you have six months, and then after six months, you can see the court. You can be there for it if you want, or you can just let the courts decide. But everything's already decided. Like if we were going to fight about it, then we right. have to see the judge. And so the then judge you just decide. get a discharge. Yeah, and then disillusion, disillusionment, and then based on that discharge, now you have documents that. You then then you go to the home to the house and remove her name because uh, uh, you have documents that you're no longer married. Yeah, but right? that she's relinquished all that. Right, right, right. Um, so she has no say in it anymore. But gotcha. I, I don't know, and that's an issue also. Like I don't know, can I qualify for my house? I don't even know. Suddenly, I'm a single income. I so remember. I don't know if I leave her name on it. She can never get anything out of it because it's mine. So I got to find that out. You know what I mean? Like I just keep her name. Well, on has, it. has she asked you about any of this? Has she? No, she wants, she wants to walk with as little as possible. Right. So then you shouldn't say anything. And well, I won't until the very end. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I, probably, I'd like to refinance and, and lump everything all together and just make probably it. Probably shouldn't be saying anything right now. Yeah. I'm sure she listens. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> And this will come out six months later anyway. So This is true. It's true. Very, very <laughs> slow. The, I was looking the last podcast, um, at least I ingested it on November 13th. Yeah, Tabby was are, asking when our next one was. We're currently February 22nd. and I Ninja Day. Happy Ninja Day to all the ninjas out there, by the way. I don't know the last time that I posted. Oh, wait a minute. Um, maybe that's ready to post. That might be ready to post. I have no idea. I should really stay on top of it a little bit more. I get other things that happen in my life. I know, all kinds of stuff. It's, my new job is taking up a lot of my time right now. It's just weird. I'm oh. not used to it. Well, that sucks. It does. What time do you get out of work? Uh, well, I'm, the kids are down at 3. I've been leaving about 4, 4.30 or later. Oh, you poor boy. I know, right? I get home at 8 at night. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but I take stuff home also. It's because I'm teaching at a different level. Before, I was teaching the second grade level. So I have all this stuff for second grade level. Well, oh, so now, you now to, I'm teaching kids at grade level. You have to learn stuff, which is why you now know the word. Pers- <laughs> per, no, perseverate is something that we had. Perseverate? Perseverate. Are you perseverating on perseverate? Per- perseverate? Perseverate. Sounds like you're perseverating on it. It, it is similar to the word ruminate. <laughs> if you don't know what ruminate is. Or perseverate. Then you're perseverating on it. It's similar to the word loom. Uh, anyway, yeah, it, it's just, you know, I'm trying to find stuff. At grade level and creating the PowerPoints and all the other stuff and all the worksheets to go along with it because our books suck. Are you doing PowerPoints or are you doing that? Uh, uh, I do I do some Prezi. Prezi, yeah. Uh, and I do find some SlideShare stuff. I try to find I, I don't want to reinvent the wheel, so I spend some time searching out stuff that's already done and then of I format it. Yeah. Of course. Because why would you reinvent the wheel? It just doesn't make any sense. No. Work smarter, not harder. Yep. All right. It is. It's, it, it, but you know, next year, as long as I teach the same thing, that was my problem before is I never got to teach the same thing. But if I'm locked into what I teach every year, next year shouldn't be as hard. Right. You just do the same thing every year. Yeah. Yeah. Except my first semester, because my first semester is going to be different because I haven't taught first semester of this stuff yet. Cool. Right? Yeah, I guess so. So it's, yeah. Don't you just, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you have to figure out what your first semester is because you started here at second semester. Yeah. Cool. So. Yep, and that there's my life right there. Fantastic, man. So I'm Vince Roca. I'm Michael Hutchinson. And for more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.